You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guidicles podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guidicles podcast. Our guest today is John Wubin, and we're going to talk about content marketing. John is the CEO of Content Launch, a content marketing platform provider, as well as the author of the best-selling Content is Currency, Developing Powerful Content for Web and Mobile. John, welcome. How are you doing? Hey, Deborah. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Um, why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit more about you? Uh, let's see. Where do I start? Um, it all started in 1971. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, been in content you don't have to go back that far. <laughs> content marketing has been something that I've been doing for about 12 years. And I started a company called Content. Um, well, actually, before that, it was... Um, it was called um, custom copywriting back in 2003. So we started doing copywriting for a lot of ad agencies back in 2003, 2004. Uh, did a lot of SEO type articles, things like that. Um, and then that morphed into the whole content marketing thing, which sort of started around 2008, 2009. And at that point, I changed the name to Content Launch, uh, where we then provided content marketing services for agencies and companies direct, um, and have been doing that now for about uh, 12 years, all, all in all. And um, in the process, wrote a couple books on content marketing. The last one was called Content as Currency, as you mentioned, and um, sort of best practices, content marketing 101. And because of the books, I've gotten to speak at a lot of conferences and host a lot of karaoke competitions and <laughs> things like that. Um, but um, love content. I'm a writer by trade. I've always loved writing. So they, they say build something, build a business around something you enjoy doing. And so my business has never been like work to me because it's it's what I love to do. So what I did is, you know, I did all the writing early on. Um, obviously, fast forward 12 years. Now we have 300 writers and we've got a great team. Um, that I've, so I've surrounded myself with a lot of good writers, too. And we're all about, you know, writing great content. Um, and then last, I would say that in the last year or so, we've also added a content marketing platform, which you mentioned, and that's sort of a nice add-on to our content writing services. Now we've got the platform, they go hand in hand, and uh, we're in beta currently with that. So Wonderful. Yeah, I, I've known you for a while because we met yeah. at a book signing at Barnes & Noble back yeah. a while ago. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 2008, 2009, something like that. So Way it, back. It, and then we ran into each other, as John referenced, at um, Social Media Marketing World because karaoke is our big social thing. But we'll, we'll get into yeah. work-life balance a little bit later. Okay. And, and you and I are both writers by trade, and it's so, so important. But why don't, why don't you share why, why, especially now, writing is important for just about any expert? Yeah, well, it's all driven by the internet, right? And mm -hmm. and not only has that been a huge change, but the culture has changed in response to that. So now you see all these young folks, these millennials, texting almost exclusively, right? And, and isn't that writing? 
I mean, that's that's the writing more than talking on the phone, more than conversing in person. A lot of people now rely almost predominantly on writing, whether it's texting or email. Um, it has taken over our communication in the last 15 or 20 years. So um, I guess, you know, before that, it was predominantly led by the phone, right, in-person in things like trade shows. But the Internet changed everything. And so for people like you and I and other writers, it's sort of our time now. It's our time to shine because – if it's if we're driven by the whole writing thing and the internet's driven by content, which is a written form, typically, I mean, you have audio and video too, mm -hmm. but you know, 70% of it is, is text. Um, so um, that's, I think that's really the whole thing right there is that we've had a tectonic shift in the culture and the internet has led the way. Um, so if you're a great writer, fantastic. If you're not a good writer, well, it's, you know, maybe it's opportunity to learn how to become a better writer because, or, or, you know, have someone do the writing for you. But um, but writing is, is super important nowadays. And and for the show, which is or guided goals, my site in all the content, which actually was a pivot from my write on online. It's yeah. because I was working with or I still have my writers group, but it's now writer and entrepreneur. It shifted partly because anybody is whether you're an entrepreneur or consultant, any sort of business to get yourself out there. You need to be writing about what you know, because that's what's right. going to get you to the level that you need to be to surpass the people who aren't showing that they know they, their stuff. And right. and for the people who are new to writing as an expert, do you have any advice to help them get started in writing what they need to? Yeah, well, first of all, if you're not a great writer, um, you have two choices, right? You can either learn how to become a better writer, which is the option I would recommend, or you outsource it. The problem with outsourcing is it's good. It gets you to a certain point. But if you're an expert or a thought leader or you're an entrepreneur starting a business, people really want to hear from you. And they not only, you know, um, content written on your behalf, but they want to hear from you personally, the stuff that you've written, that you've produced. Um, and so how to, how to become a better writer? Well, there's a lot of courses out there. Um, I would say start with listening to how you talk. Right. Listen to how you converse with people and then ask yourself, how can I transfer that over to the written form? Because they say you should write conversationally and that's still really important. Um, and I think that's an easy way for, for folks who are really extroverted and outgoing and maybe they find it hard to be a writing person per se because writers obviously more introverted. Um, if you're that extroverted outgoing person where you talk to people a lot, just think, well, how can I take that whole talking thing, all the verbal expression that I have, and transfer that into a written form. And so just listen to the way you talk and then try and channel that into, into a writing form. So that's, that's one piece of advice. Second, I would say, look at the blogs that you follow, that you like a lot, and, and really study the way folks write um, and see how they do it. And what you'll find is typically um, they will you know, write the most important stuff in the beginning, right, in the first paragraph. They'll maybe have a, a bullet point list or the, you know, some some key points in the middle. I'm talking about a blog post here. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, there's some kind of call to action, you know. Um, what do you want them to do next kind of thing. So there's there's a process, a methodology that you need to follow. And, and at the end of the day, it's got to be substantive, right? I mean, it's real easy to write fluffy. And a lot of people that talk, you know, that talk a lot, um, are more fluffy in their communication, right? But when you write, you have to be substantive and you have to make a point and you have to educate and inform, right? So that can be a little bit of a different kind of thing for folks that are used to simply just talking it out. 
Um, so that would be kind of my recommendation for folks that are just getting started. Um, and I hope that's not too long of an answer, but I'm pretty opinionated. So it's funny because you're talking about writers who are so introverted and then there's you and me, and I don't think anybody would use that word to describe (laughs) either one of us. We can straddle the line, right? <laughs> well, we've got, I, I, and some, a different author I met at Barnes & Noble years ago said, I write for the book tour. So those are, I guess, the people like us. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so for blog posts, what length do you recommend? Because I know that's constantly changing. It should be short, yeah. it should be long, it should be whatever. What do you think? Yeah. Well, it, it's more about the quality, obviously, mm-hmm. than the quantity. But I will say that it's got to be at least 500 words, right? And that's maybe three short paragraphs. Um, but I will say if you want to really stand out and really make an impact, make them 1500 words, right? Because you don't see a lot of blog posts that length. And typically the ones that are that length or more are the ones that really get shared. You can put a lot of meat into them and it's always, I think you get more readership, um, just in the ones that I've seen that I like. Um, so I would shoot for 1500 and make, instead of writing 20 blog posts a month, write 10, write five to 10 really substantive longer ones. And I think you'll get more bang for your buck that way. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. And, and where do you recommend sharing it? Every other than everywhere. <laughs> other than everywhere. That's well, great. or uh, in a, or more specific of yeah. what everywhere is. Yeah. Right. So, so there's some great content out there. There's a lot of great content, but there's a lot of great content that hasn't been distributed or shared correctly, right? So if you've got the best content in the world, but you're not distributing it and getting it out there the right way, then it's all for nothing. Um, so it's really important. This is a very important question you asked. So when you write it, it's going to go on your blog first, right? Your blog is your hub for everything that you do with your content. That's your home. Once it goes on your blog and you publish that, you should automatically have it connected to your social channels through Hootsuite or another tool. So it automatically publishes to Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn immediately, right? When you publish it on your blog, okay? That's rule number one. Rule number two is look for those other content communities that are visited by your people, by your audience. And every, every industry has specific content communities, certain blogs that are really popular where people go a lot. Find out what those places are. Okay, and connect with the influencers in your space. That's huge. Go on to Twitter, find out who the influencers are, connect with those influencers, make sure your blog post um, gets mentioned by those blogs or gets shared by those blogs. Because um, you want folks to curate your stuff too, right? You want to curate things from others, but you also want your stuff to be curated by others too. So curation is going to be really important. And then third, I would say, make sure that you use SlideShare, okay, and Vimeo and YouTube and um, what else? Um, Outbrain, use some pay-for-play um, channels. Outbrain is, is very similar to like AdWords where you, you basically, it's, it's kind of the AdWords for getting your content on other important blogs like Huffington Post and CNN.com. Um, so there's a lot of places that you can distribute your content, but you want to make sure it goes to the right people um, at, at the right it's the right time and that you're not spending a lot of money doing that. So um, I would use the pay for play uh, ones at the, la- at the very end and, and try and get on, on the most, um, you know, the most blogs, most communities for free uh, for first. And then after that, you can you kind of explore into the pay for play type uh, type blogs. I mean, can you touch a little bit more about influencer outreach and how someone would go about, especially since most people are uh, writers are introverts, not us. What would you recommend to <laughs> as a good starter? For reaching out yeah. to a stranger. Yeah, well, Tracker is really good. Tracker.com. 
Oh, for finding them? Trial and learning explore. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's a paid tool, but I think there's a free trial on Tracker. It's T-R-A-A-C-K-R. Uh, um, and then BuzzSumo. I believe BuzzSumo is a good place to find influencers. Um, I think that's a free tool, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't used it in a while. Um, and then Twitter, right? Go on Twitter and, and search for your industry and search for those thought leaders just by putting in your industry. Um, like for ours, it would be content marketing um, or if it's you know, SEO or social media, whatever your industry is. Type it in Twitter, and up will pop the the biggest individuals, not the companies so much, but the individuals that are really you know, movers and shakers. And then connect with those folks, introduce yourself, let them know that hey, I'm going to be a, a big you know mover and shaker myself uh, if you're not already, and say hey, I want to share your stuff. You can share mine. Let's build a relationship, um, and that is going to go a long way for you. Because just imagine if you connected with just ten thought leaders in your industry, and they each have fifty thousand followers on Twitter. Do the math. I mean, that's a huge number of people that could potentially see your stuff that wouldn't be able to see your stuff without those folks, right? So that that's great. And just I think the other point that I want to drive a little bit more is they yep. most of them are going to want to hear from you, even though you're you're just starting or whatever level you are. It never hurts to ask. Absolutely, absolutely, gotta ask, right? Right. Because if you don't ask, you don't get no, and anything else. And <laughs> I don't, I don't even. Well, I was gonna ask my favorite tools question, and you just rattled out a bunch of them. Were there any other tools or resources you recommend? What is your favorite social okay. network to share things on? I would say Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and then LinkedIn. We're a big HubSpot um, partner, and we use HubSpot for our own content. And um, through HubSpot, and I believe it's true for the other their automation providers. If you post a blog out there through HubSpot, and our blog is on HubSpot, um, you can automatically post it to your LinkedIn groups um, automatically. So every time I publish a blog, it goes out to 30 of my groups on LinkedIn, and it literally goes out to like 300,000 people every time I post a blog, just with the click of a button. So that's another little trick and tip is get on LinkedIn groups, become a member of the most important groups in your space, and then be an active contributor there. And all you got to do is just post a blog three times a week, and you are an active contributor. Just connect it. You can connect it through WordPress or your you know, marketing animation provider, whatever you need to do. But I'd say LinkedIn groups is really powerful. Um, other tools, um, you know, I would start with those, and then you'll, you'll eventually find ones that are connected to your community, to your industry. And that's a really important point is every industry has – you know, five or six or seven blog communities where you need to be, and it's different for every industry. So, um, one way to find those blogs is you can find them through Twitter, but just just Google them, right? Just Google your industry plus blog, and up will pop the top ten blogs in that space, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great! I like that, and it's so yeah. simple. Yeah. I I think the thing that that people tend to forget is in this day and age, everything is relatively simple, and sometimes we just make it a little too hard for ourselves. Well, we forget, right? We forget it's, mm-hmm. it's about the blocking and tackling, to use football reference, and it's also about the low-hanging fruit, right? And that is low-hanging fruit that can pick very easily within a week. You can get all this stuff done, really, within a week. Okay, good. Well, let's talk real quick about work-life balance. What, what What's do you, that? <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I mean, other good. than, you know, spontaneous karaoke every year <laughs> at this particular conference. Every year? You mean every day? Oh, do you do that as well? I do. I, I'm usually karaoke once a week, yeah, at some, some place. Mm-hmm. That, that's good. Yeah, my next karaoke night's coming up, which is like, karaoke, John, John, karaoke. 
uh, <laughs> the podcast. So what other sorts of things do you do so you're not working constantly? Um, so my my gig, my part-time gig is, is songwriting. I don't know if I mentioned that to you, um, Deborah, when we were um, last together, but um, I've been writing songs for about 12 years. Um, so when I go home at night, um, I relax by just hanging out at the piano, have a glass of wine, and I sometimes will just write for an hour or two, and um, I play piano just about every day. So for me, it's um, it's therapy, and um, it's great because it's sort of turned into a, almost a second career for me. I'm releasing my first album next month um, after 12 years of writing, um, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a great stress reducer. Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. you'll have to yeah. you'll have to send in, send me the information. We'll we'll throw you in the newsletter. Cool. Cool. We'll get, we'll get that out there. Okay. So I want to leave my listeners with a couple goals, and usually I do prof, uh, professional and personal, but yep. I I'm feeling like we should do a two part professional goal because you mentioned so many important things. I think basically people should get off this podcast and just write a blog post. Yeah. Absolutely. Just especially if you've been stopping yourself from writing, just sit down and write a draft of something. Yeah, and if I can speak to that real quick. So a lot of people, introverts, extroverts, all people find it difficult to start something totally new and fresh, right? To get the creative juices flowing. And I would just recommend, because it's worked for me over and over again, if you're having problems, if you've got writer's block, I want you to go pour, make yourself a, a, a thing of coffee and pour yourself a cup of coffee, drink it, and then start, okay? If you need a little inspiration, sometimes the caffeine can help help do that. So there you go. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. That's great. Another simple little, little easy trick. Okay, well, I, I'm going to try that the next time. Usually yeah. I, I've never cursed me to do that, but yeah, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a shot and tell you tell if you're you a coffee drinker, If you're not a coffee drinker, try a Coke. Oh, <laughs> any nice form of caffeine or anything yeah. that's refreshing. Uh, that, that's a good, I, I'm always like you always writing. So rarely do I have the luxury of not being able to write. So that'll be, that'll be a fun little experiment. And I think I want goal part two to be to reach out to five influencers. Okay. I think that's I like a that. nice safe number to start out. Do a yeah. little search and just say, okay. Hey, and anything, any final thoughts, anything you want to add? Um, so the, the question you just had on, was it professional goals or professional recommendations? Yes. Repeat that, repeat that again. Oh, well, that well, I like to, I like people to stop listening and go and do something immediately to yep. get inspiration from the podcast and move forward. So okay. do you have anything additionally to recommend? Yeah. So one thing that's worked for me over and over again is, and it sounds simple, but folks have just heard maybe 15, 20 minutes of, of me rattling on here. And, um, hopefully you took some notes. If you didn't, I recommend you write down three or four things that you learned from this little, you know, 15 minute segment, and then, you know, focus on those three or four things and do at least one or two of them. Like you mentioned, focus on one or two of them and, and get them done in the next three days. One thing I like about a guy named Tony Robbins, who everyone knows who Tony Robbins is, is he's very big on that, right? It's, it, I mean, hearing it and taking it in is one thing, but when you write it down and then make it a goal and put it on your bulletin board, you know, or put it on your Evernote or whatever you use as a reminder tool, when you see it in front of you, it helps you get it done, right? Yes, completely so, agree. 
So that I would leave the audience with that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm all about the if you write them down and you, it's another way of committing. Yeah. And if you force yourself to look at them, you're going yeah. to do them. Yeah, that's right. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Deborah Eckerling speaking with John Wubin on the Guide to Goals podcast. And keep us posted on, well, John, keep us posted on your album. And those listening, keep us posted on and how you're doing on your goals. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.